Good morning and good day. I am Yaritza Andira, and I am so, so excited to welcome all you listeners to the first episode of The Sad Black Woman, the podcast. Uh, For those who may not know what The Sad Black Woman is, it is a brand that I have recently created, and basically we are talking about the emotional and mental health specifically for black women. We just have we just had a journal that came out. You can check that out in the link. It is www.sadblackwoman.com. This is a daily and emotional journal that you can, you know, have for yourself or for someone that you love. So that's just a little taste of what we're about. But I'm just going to jump right into today's episode because I'm excited to get it started. Today's episode is seven things that you can do for your mental and emotional health this week. Now, the great thing about these tips are that you don't have to start them at any specific time. You can literally start it any day of the week and you can continue them throughout the next week or you can decide to try new things. So I posted these on Instagram. If you aren't following us, it is at the sad black woman. And we did get a lot of good feedback. We were kind of vague on our Instagram post, so this is where I did want to get more into depth about these seven tips that I have come up with that I use for myself and that, you know, I will advise you all to use. So the first thing is check yourself. Now, I truly believe that a huge yet unspoken part of mental and emotional care is checking ourselves daily. You know, being human, we naturally make mistakes. So what this is saying is basically step out of yourself to see yourself. Now I know like the way it's um, presented, self-love is basically this kind of coddling and protecting your energy, protecting your space. And while I agree with that, I believe that isn't just what it is. You know, it's also protecting ourselves from ourselves because we can often be our worst, you know, our worst enemies. And it's also protecting others from the bad side of ourselves. You know, it's not all about uh, self-love. While it is called self-love, it is also kind of to help others out there. You know what I mean? And I believe that when I say protect ourselves from ourselves and protect others from ourselves, I'm specifically talking about the thoughts that we may have and the way we treat others. Because I do believe that these play a huge part in our mental and emotional health. You know, being a mean person to others and to ourselves are huge roadblocks towards the journey of healing within. Because if you're not happy with who you are and you're mistreating others, you're not really going to see that you need um, to take that step towards becoming a better person. You know, your vision is kind of blurred. And then your your whole... Um, your whole, how familiar you are with self-love isn't there. So that's what I'm saying. Just check yourself. And it's not in like a negative way, but we have to be honest with who we are as people. So I say this, make sure you take time to check on your flaws and, you know, just work on them. Like we're not perfect and perfection isn't the goal, but just to become better to ourselves and those around us. Now, number two is to check others. And I know some people find this way easier than the first, which is understandable. But I do believe that it's time that that person that is sucking all your energy, they got to go. And I know it's so much easier said than done, especially if this is like um, 
you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, family member, you know, it, it is a little bit more difficult and a little bit more tricky just to kind of get rid of them. But the thing, I think that we don't understand the importance of this because this is someone that we can be interacting with on a day-to-day basis. And we have become so, their behavior has become so normalized within our lives that we may not see them as like a negative, you know, a negative part of our life. To them, to us, it might be, well, that's just who they are, but that's not right. Especially if they're mistreating you and it's kind of, like I said, sucking all your energy because they're not showing they have no kind of regards for you. They don't care about what's going on with your life. All they're doing is taking, 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 taking. And by the time you look at it, you really have nothing to give to yourself. And I know it's so easy to feel guilty for taking yourself away from someone. Like I said, especially if it's someone that you love and really care about, a family member or a partner. But I believe for the sake of your sanity and the peace that you're going to feel once they're gone, it's priceless. And like I said, right now you may not see them as a problem because to you that's just who they are. That's the norm in your life. And it's not until they're gone that you're going to have this kind of burden lifted from you. And then you're going to realize that they were such a problem. So that's number two. And number three is reevaluate your priorities. You know, I don't know how many of you may have a list of your priorities, but if you don't, you know, take the time to write it down. And if you notice that you didn't put yourself at number one, because I know a lot of you may not, you kind of just kind of put work, school, whatever first. You need to put yourself at the top of the list because we are so quick to put everything and everyone before us. But, you know, putting ourselves last on the list, if you even put yourself on the list, causes more hurt in the long run. Because I do believe that we end up subconsciously resenting those people and things that we put first, which can cause us to put blame and hurt on those that don't deserve it. So I just say to avoid all of that in the future, just put yourself first now. Some people might see that's selfish. That's okay. They'll live. You know, just make sure that you're doing good. Because then you can truly be the gift and blessing that you were meant to be to everyone else. Number four is pick a problem. So basically you have to decide on one internal problem that you're dealing with and decide how you want to start tackling it. Now I know, you know, these things are basically seven things that you can do in a week for your mental and emotional health. But in no way am I saying that you're going to solve this problem that you choose within the next week. Because like I keep saying, this is a lifelong journey, but the key is starting. And it's normal to fall off and kind of start that problem all over again. But just taking the time to tackle it. And knowing that the problem exists, first of all, is the first major part. So that is a huge accomplishment, recognizing the problem. And little by little, just figure out how you want to go about solving this internal problem what it is, you know, try to figure out the roots of it. And little by little, you'll be able to kind of decide, like I said, how you want to go about it and how it can be solved. Number five, I want you to write a letter to one of your emotions. Now, I know that sounds kind of weird, but I want you to choose an emotion, whether it's happiness, pain, anger, whatever it is, 
and write a letter to it. And within the letter, I want you to include how that emotion make you feel, like how it plays a part in your life, how you plan on overcoming that emotion, you know, depending on which one you choose. Um, and believe it or not, it may cause you to uncover feelings that you didn't even know you were harboring. When you're writing, let's say, an example, a letter to your pain, you're starting to write and write and write. By the time you look at it, you're starting to express things that you didn't realize were there, that pain that you didn't even realize you felt until you start writing it down. So that's number five. Number six is find your coping mechanism. When we often tackle problems, I believe, without kind of focusing on how we felt afterwards. Because while solving problems is often a goal, it can also drain us. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, okay, I fixed the problem, next. You know, a lot of times solving that problem can take a lot of our energy. And sometimes it's just sad. Like I said, for example, removing that person out of your life. That's a problem that you solve, but you may not feel your best afterwards. So this is why finding a coping mechanism to deal with how you feel afterwards is important. Otherwise, you aren't really solving the problem because you still have so many feelings attached to it. So rather than, rather than solving it, you're just kind of adding to the layer of other problems. So once you find your coping mechanism, I would advise that you hold it tight for the future. You know, granted, different problems call for different coping mechanisms, but it's a great start. And last, but definitely not least, laugh, laugh, and laugh some more. I know to some, these may not seem like the most fun exercises to do, considering a lot of it is picking at our own selves, but I do believe that's the first step and the most beneficial in the long run. I mean, plus, nobody said you weren't allowed to laugh in between all that, because I don't know about you, but feeling myself becoming better has caused me much laughter from joy and the feeling of relief. So I want you to find and partake of those things that make you laugh until, you know, until your sides hurt. Whatever it is, a video, a meme, you deserve laughter at the end of the day, at the end of every day. And a smile. So laugh or smile, whichever one, you know, comes your way. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys were able to definitely take away something from this. I know they're kind of, I like to keep these advice, you know, pieces of, pieces of advice short and sweet just because I don't want you to feel kind of overwhelmed. And like I said, you don't have any particular day you have to start these. It's not in a certain order. Um, you can start them any day of the week and continue them, you know, share them with your friends or if not, or if you just want this for yourself, it's just completely understandable. Do just that. So I know this episode was pretty short, but I did want to keep it, like I said, short and sweet for all of you. So again, thank you for stopping by. This is our first episode of the Sad Black Woman Podcast. My name is Yarita Indita. You can grab your copy of our journal now on the sad on www.sadblackwoman.com. They are available. And I'm just appreciative, first of all, of how many of you have been supporting us. The out the outpour of, you know, of how do I say this, uh, basically pushing me to continue has been amazing. I am so, so thankful. And I can't wait to tune in with you guys again, which is hopefully pretty soon. 
um, you know, if you guys want to take an episode within the next couple of days, you know, don't be afraid to message me and be like, hey, where the episode at? Like, please don't, you know, kind of stay on my tail about these because it is important. So again, thank you. You can follow us at the, at the Sad Black Woman on Instagram and SoundCloud is one of our other platforms. And like I said, www.sadblackwoman.com, you know, share this with a friend or one of your girlfriends, your family, because the goal is to basically touch as many black women's lives as we can. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope you all have a great day and great upcoming weekend. Bye.